1: Let's get everybody. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Boy Lame here at the Lame Shows. Where you can find me at Veterans Minimum. You can find everything for the show. Let's get it out the way now. Patreon roll call. Shouts to all the members of the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Check it out. A lot of extra content on there. We're wrapping it up. Ramping it up, I should say. Impies in the building, too. Shouts to my guy, Young Always Strokes. wrap it up. Always wrap it up. You got to strap up. You know what I'm saying? You never know what could happen. <laughs> Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Daniel Gibson, Derek Platis, Devin Rondon, Ryan Pisner, Corey Johnson Hoops. Thank you all for your contribution to the Patreon. And in particular, we got a new pledge, $10 from Alexander. No last name, just Alexander, like a Brazilian soccer player. And Marshall Tokarski pledged for a whole year. Thank you and congrats. Uh, Marshall, I'm going to reach out to you sometime this week to send you the merch that you got. Well, you're going to get for the annual subscription. Imp, NFC East. A division I know very well. This is going to be an interesting division. A division that's been laughed at the last couple of years. What are your overall thoughts on the NFC East from an outside perspective? Because I am very passionate about this one.
2: This is going to (sighs) be... Okay, I think the division is going to come down to... Two things or one thing. Can the Washington football team offense be half-decent and can the D- Dallas Cowboys defense be half-decent? Mm. I think those are kind of the key because I think Dallas' offense is going to be elite. Mm-hmm. They got the offensive line back. Mm-hmm. Three key starters are back. Dax back. Zeke looks sexy. He looks He, he looks, looks shredded. He looks thin.
1: yeah. You I know, usually don't like the whole the fantasy community is like oh best shape ever he's put on twelve but pounds. But with of Zeke, but it actually shows that he looks like yo he had a little bit of a gut yeah last and year. you
2: remember Zeke was known as remember earlier in his career he was the abs where guy. the crop
1: top abs guy so he
2: was doing a lot of this and that's but what he, was, he was doing he was doing a lot of this but to be fair he probably knew last year he had no shot the offensive line was terrible last year mm-hmm. so I really think it's just gonna come down to that. Can Washington's offense be half decent and can Dallas's defense be half decent? I really think that's what it's gonna come down to. Because I think those are the two teams to beat. I like what the Giants did in the offseason,
1: right? I, I I like some of the moves. Yeah. I like the Galladay. Well, I wanna go I think I think Dallas and everyone is hoping Zeke returns to form because Zeke Zeke was as someone that I took Zeke third overall in our fantasy league and it was a tale of two seasons for me in fantasy. I was 6-0. and In those games with Dak Prescott, 107 total yards, six touchdowns. The rest of the way, 78 total yards and only scored twice in 10 games without Dak. So everything just fell on Zeke's shoulders. They were putting eight men in the box and hoping Andy Dalton and who is that other dude that started for them? Uh, like, the Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Italian dude. <laughs> Pasta Fajoul, Yeah, like that dude that was fucking starting for them. And they just kind of took away Zeke. And Dallas is coming off a 6-10 and 10 season. They're trying to avoid back-to-back losing seasons, have not recorded two straight sub-500 seasons since they were 5-12 and 12 over three years from 2000 to 2002. What's his name? Ben Denucci. Danucci. Let's go. <laughs> and he Ga- was hyped when Italy won the Euro Cup for sure. <laughs> and
2: Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. Dang. I mean the season went down the drain when Dak got hurt, right? Okay, so you're gonna pull up the one and four. The defense was terrible. I think
1: Yeah, their their hopes of having a good season went down the drain. But their team wasn't exactly the fucking Chiefs.
2: Yeah, I, but I think that had a lot to do with the injuries. They were in addition
1: to the Zach injury. Right, there there were, were other. They were one and three. With their one win, do you remember what their one win was? Nah, it was when Atlanta blew that like forty point lead or whatever. Thirty. Nah, something point. It, it was like in the in twenties. But they blew the game that, ended like forty five, forty two, or some crazy they shit. They recovered the onside kick, yeah. so that was their only win. Yeah. So, and Dak's, Dak was having wild numbers, like 400 yard passing games, 300 yards, multiple touchdowns, but they were also chasing the whole game. Yeah. So I do think there's a little misconception. This is not to take away from Gallup, Amari, CeeDee Lamb, Lam. uh, Dak, the young Zeke, tight end, who, who, Blake uh, Jarwin, yeah. Um That's the offense was not the issue. But the defense was so bad that they were in all these holes and they were throwing from behind. That's why I think their numbers were a little bit inflated. The offensive numbers. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. There's still a lot of talent there. I actually coined them the the Chiefs of the NFC. In that first month, I was looking like a genius until Dak went down. Yeah. But I think a lot of that had to do with the deficit that they would always fall in. Yeah. I agree with you that the defense for them is the biggest issue. They spent six draft picks on the defense. And then on Washington, the flip side – is they bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, who is my biggest addition to this division. Again, let me just preface this with these division previews. We're not giving you picks. We're not giving you anything else but the biggest additions, subtractions, storylines, and players to watch. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think this is the best team Ryan Fitzpatrick has ever walking into, top to bottom. I think Washington has they're my pick to have the best defense in the league. I'm not, it's not really a hot take. I love all the additions that they made in free agency. free agency and in the draft, and I even like what they did on offense too with Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, but Ryan Fitzpatrick in particular, I think he's coming into the best situation. A lot of a lot of weapons on this offense, bro. Gibson, Logan Thomas. Uh, let me tell you something.
2: Deami Brown from mm-hmm. UNC was their third round pick. Yeah, he could have went higher in the draft. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to show out, I think, too. I think they have three really good receivers. An awesome tight end, to your point. Converted quarterback, by the way. which Yeah, is yeah, cool. yeah. Logan Thomas. Um,
1: LT3. Great. Uh, you know why they call him LT3, right? Was he number three on Virginia Tech? No, no. He was uh, Lawrence Taylor, Ladanian Tomlinson, Logan Thomas. Got it. Interesting. So, LT3 is what they call him. Um, yeah, I, 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 I
2: hear you. I, addition, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, Dallas. Okay. Formerly of the Seahawks, Legion of Boom. Formerly a head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. You're big. This is one of your hot take, not a hot take, but one of your uh, things that you stand by is some guys should be coordinators, some guys should be head coaches. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Dan Quinn shouldn't be a head coach because he had some good years. He also went to a Super Bowl. Yes. So I'm not. I think th- this could be a stopgap for Dan Quinn. He can come to, to Dallas, turn it around, mm. even if they're middle of the pack. That offense is going to be so
1: good that if he could that's – why, That's why I kind of – that's why I started the conversation off. If they could just be halfway decent. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't want Dallas to be a top five or top ten defense. You just don't want them to be 27th. Be you 15th. Be 15th, 16th, yes. I agree with you. So I think – and I think he can do it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's just – Micah Parsons, right, is a stud. Yeah. Kid they drafted. Um just just get the defense, just be, be middle of the road, because the offense is going to be extremely high powered and they're going to score a whole bunch of points and you know knock on wood that offensive line is healthy, as I mentioned. So um I know it's weird, but I, I think Dan Quinn is kind of the key to the division in terms of an addition, and it's
1: a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So No, I agree with you. And you know, going back to Fitzpatrick a little bit, I think he brings experience. I think You saw what he did with Miami. He didn't have those wild, like, four turnover games during Miami. And I think now you got Terry McLaurin, you got Gibson, you got Curtis Samuel, like we mentioned, the Brown, the wide receiver, they got picked in the draft too. And, you know, they got Sims, the Sims boys too, also played pretty well in the playoff game against Tampa Bay. I think that defense is going to be so phenomenal that I really think they're going to be the best defense in the league. That front four is wild. Like, they lose... Front seven. Yeah, the front seven. Uh, We'll get to a linebacker in particular. They also bring in William Jackson. Stud. A a stud corner. But that was probably the weakness for them in the secondary was corner. And guys overperformed last year, too. And I just think Fitzpatrick is going to be in a situation where he don't need to do anything extra. Like, Miami's defense was really good last year, too. So, he's stepping into a role with better offensive weapons now. And... Washington's defense I think is going to be way better than what Miami had last year despite how well Miami played. I just think Fitzpatrick he don't got to fuck it up. And from a betting perspective, they're 50 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think those are some dope odds. But in the back of my mind it's like can I really see Ryan Fitzpatrick lifting the Lombardi Trophy? I can't. They may not even win the division or make the playoffs, so that's a that's an interesting Well, I bet. think I think it's a mistake that they're not the favorite personally. Okay. I think they should be the favorite, and I think one of my favorite bets is Washington to win the division. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are caught up in the Dak hype. There's some the line has moved significantly on the Giants. They were nine to one, now they're five to one to win the division because of all the splashes they made this off season. But I think Washington is the team to be, in, and a lot of it has to do with Fitzpatrick. Yeah,
2: I, I I'm with you. Um, it's funny, Ron Rivera over the course of the off season, multiple times has mentioned like. You know, Ryan doesn't have to do everything. You, mm-hmm. know? you know, we've put pieces around him. He even kind of went on the record and 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 he actually, um, you know, thought back to Carolina, where a lot of the time Cam it was just Cam essentially by himself. I mean, he had some pieces around him, but it was a one it was a one man show generally speaking when Cam Newton was kind of firing on all cylinders. So. Um, he's kind of drawing comparisons to the Panthers and basically saying, like, I've done that before. I've put it all on the quarterback's shoulders. We don't, I, I don't want to do that again. And he even kind of said, w- w- with, with Washington, it's interesting now because all of the pieces are here. Now we bring in the quarterback as opposed to having the quarterback and then having to put the pieces around him. So, you know, he's, he's said it in the public a bunch of times already. You know, Fitzpatrick doesn't have to do everything. But, man, you got a pretty solid backup in Heineke, too. That quarterback room is interesting. They yeah. almost beat they they almost beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs. Yeah, they gave him a good test. They gave him they gave him a t- and, and 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 Washington gave him a two year deal. Mm-hmm. You know, basically saying, look, we're extremely comfortable with you as the backup. You proved it to us already. And look, you know, if something, you know, God forbid, something happens to to Fitzpatrick, whether it's you know not playing well or injury, they feel really good about that backup. So, I think the Washington quarterback room is extremely interesting, and you have Kyle Allen who is Ron Rivera's guy as well. So, you know, Fitzpatrick's going to come in as the number 1 of course, but I do think there, there I think there are going to be some, there will be some competition. Mm. I think I think it's Fitzpatrick's job to lose, but I like the room. I like the room.
1: Subtraction. <sighs> Go first. Kevin Zietler from the Giants, the okay. offensive guard. Okay. So, last year To get analytical, PFF, he posted his lowest grade of his career, but it was still 32nd amongst all guards in the NFL. So that puts him at about a starting grade. And he, in 2019, when the Giants first got him, career highs, right? Watching the Giants, he was the one person that wasn't an issue on the offensive line, only allowed two sacks, only got called for three or four penalties, and he leaves and goes to Baltimore, who have been trying to find the replacement for Marshall Yonda, who retired. And they're really good at the tackle positions with Ronnie Stanley and uh, Orlando Brown. But inside is where they have a lot of issues, Baltimore last year. So they feel a need with him leaving. But him leaving the Giants was big because I know they're high on Matt Pert and uh, Lemieux also. But they have some issues on the line. They do. And he was the most. All right, we don't need to worry about him this week. Like, he was just solid. Set it and forget it. Yeah, he was just solid. So, the Giants losing him, especially with what the expectations are for this offense, all these new additions, like, all these tools that he has in the toolbox are dope. But if you don't protect number eight, Daniel Jones, you're going to be in trouble. So, I think Zietler leaving the Giants is the biggest subtraction for me in this division. Because also... Not for nothing, there weren't a lot of not, no, weren't a lot subtractions, of... so I had to show some love to the big uglies. It's funny because my answer was going to be like Carson
2: Wentz, and it's not because of like how he's going to impact the Eagles. It's more so like what that's going to do for kind of Jalen Hurts and what it's going to do for the Eagles as a whole. Like the offense is going to ch- I mean, we you watched the offense change a bit last year. Right. I, I really like what they're doing for Jalen Hurts. The offensive line is healthy, right? You get Brooks back. Uh, you get Lane Johnson back. You get uh, um, the, the one other really good kid. Uh, so you're basically getting three offensive, three offensive linemen healthy back, similar to how the Cowboys front was pretty depleted last year as well. Um, that offense is going to change. Um, I think you're going to kind of see a Lamar Jackson Ravens light with the Eagles. It's going to be a real run, run pass option uh, type of an offense. And I'm really intrigued to see kind of what they do with that. So, obviously, there wasn't much kind of like Tomlinson left the Giants. He was he was pretty solid, right? But you're right. There wasn't that much, you know, not much happened in the NFC East, which yeah. is generally speaking a good thing, right? When you think about, in, the, in football at least, when teams are bringing back the same group, generally
1: speaking, that's a good thing. Yeah, continuity. So, you know. But that's, when, more f- that's more for... I think that plays into, for offensive line and for quarterback wide receiver more than any other positions. Yeah, but when you're learning a brand new system, I think it's important. I get that, but one of the reasons why Pittsburgh was so good all these last couple of years is because they had the same offensive line year in, year out. Mm -hmm. The teams that are replacing three starters, uh, moving this guy from right guard to left tackle and shit like that is where you have some of the issues. They bring back Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, and they also draft Landon Dickerson. Uh, spend the high draft pick on offensive line, too.
2: The Eagles had 14 different starting offensive line combinations, and they allowed the league's most sacks, 65 sacks. That's by a wide margin. So you get Peters, Brooks, and Lane Johnson back. Like I said, I think it could be an interesting type of uh, a, a Ravens, you know, a, a Ravens up uh, in Philly, but they got some weapons, man. Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, top 5 O-line. They're putting the pieces around Jalen Hurts. Like, there's no denying it. It's similar to the, to the Giants situation. Mm. You're putting all of the pieces around the young quarterback. Uh, you know, obviously the offensive line could use some help. But generally speaking, the Giants have a, a good cast of, of skill guys as well. So, they're, they're, you know, you have the chess pieces. Now it's time to operate. So, I'm really curious to kind of see what Jalen Hurts can do with
1: the opportunity. No, oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I will say one thing that's called my attention about Philly is I think it's going to be a bad year for Philly, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna need to figure out if Jalen Hurts is the guy, because you move on from Carson Wentz also, who I'm not ready to give up on, but I'm also a Carson Wentz stand for m- many reasons. No, nah, I think he's gonna have a big year. I think so too. Uh, Eagles are twelve to one to have the worst record in football, and I don't like the coach. You don't like Sirianni?
3: Mm-mm.
2: I mean. I like what he did. To be he, fair,
1: I don't know much about him. He was the
2: coordinator in in in, in Indy, right? A team that like got the job done, and they didn't have many weapons.
1: Yeah, but how much of that was Frank Wright?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, but that's the guy you're working underneath, so you're probably you know absorbing all yeah. of that. I don't know. He's he. I, I'm I'm curious to see what they can do. But look, whether and the thing about Hertz, the cool and interesting thing is like this could be an audition for him too. He's in theory. You know that if the Eagles don't play well, he can still show flashes, and then maybe he gets a job with another team, mm-hmm. and they can kind of still go their own way. Well, they
1: spent the second round pick on him. I think they want him to be the guy, especially moving after, moving on after Carson wins. <sighs> Crazy, but it's, I hear I hear the the idea behind what you're saying isn't bad. I get it. It's 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 audition either
2: way, whether it's for the Eagles or for another team, because he's young, um, and I do think there are believers of of, of Jalen Hurts around the league. Um, again, with kind of where the quarterback position is moving, right? I'm sure, you know, there's some, you know, offensive minds watching him saying, oh, I can, I can make that work, right? Or I can, you know, move this around and I can make that work. So, um, just again, with Wentz leaving, curious to see kind of what happens
1: with a full season under center. Last thing I had in my notes has nothing to do with addition or subtraction, but if you had to guess, how many times has a team made the playoffs with a losing record in NFL history? A handful. The last time it happened was Seattle. Seattle. Prior to that, it was uh, Cleveland and Detroit in 1982. Both went four and five, but it was a strike-shortened season. Then it was Seattle who won the NFC West, seven and nine. <laughs> and they Beast won Quake. the. Pl- they won the playoff game. Yeah, though. they beat the Saints. The Beast Quake. You know where we were at for that game? No. Your summer house. Yeah? Yeah. He got and the then, team on his back. And then the uh, Peyton Manning Colts lost to the JETS. Upstate. Upstate, baby. We were yeah. upstate. Yeah. Remember that dude at the bar looked at me. He goes, hey, you. You're a rugged fuck. <laughs> you were hyped. <laughs> I was hyped. I was bad hyped.
2: Yo, um, the division will be better. They'll just. Be, I think the teams are going to be beating up on each other. The NFC East reminds me of the AFC East. The teams may not be as... It's not fair to Buffalo. No, I think. And what do Miami. You mean, what do you mean? You don't think I? I see. D- okay. What I mean is, I think there's going to be three teams kind of with similar records by the end of the season. Whether they're as good, what I'm trying to say is, I think the 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 Cowboys, the Giants, and the and the, and the Washington Football Team are going to have a similar record by the end of the season, and I think the same thing will be true for the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Whether it's, again, 10 wins, 11 wins on one side, or if it's 7, 8, or 9 wins on the other side with the divisions, mm. I think it's going to be like a three-team race in okay. each
1: division.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, let's move on to storyline in the NFC East. For me, you kind of mentioned it before in passing. I think it's Dallas' defense. Dallas was one and three without Dak. With Dak, excuse me, and then he got hurt. But even prior to that, the reason why they were 1-3 is because that team was giving up like 120 points a game. (laughs) They were just so bad defensively. Couldn't generate any turnovers. And then when Dak went down, they started to play a little bit better. But I think it was because the offense went so ball control, or at least tried to, that the defense wasn't on the field much. Got it. And I just think that they spent six draft picks. On the defense, it needs to just take a leap, like you said, from worst to middle of the pack. Yeah. And that's really it. Because they were like on pace to be historically bad. And yeah. I think they were like a top 15 all-time bad defense from like a yards perspective or points. But this is a team that needs to turn it around because they have the weapons in place to make noise. But I think. What you're going to need is that defense to just improve just a little bit. So for me, it's the defense for Dallas. Yeah. And and again, I think when you have a coach
2: that a seasoned, grizzled coordinator, again, who has experience being a head coach getting to the Super Bowl, I think that's an invaluable asset for a team. You know, from everything that I'm reading on Dan Quinn, his guys love him. You know, tough kind of a coach. Players coach, though. Um, 28th in defense points last against. Year? Yeah, yeah, last year, yeah. I think if they can just be decent, they'll probably win the division. But again, if Washington's offense can be de- decent, you know, that can, you know, say a lot as well. My storyline? Yeah. Can Daniel Jones put it all together? DJ! Six touchdowns, no picks when airing it out down the field. Sh- throws a good deep ball hmm i like galladay in terms of the deep ball no i mean that's what the numbers are saying no i get it but like his problem is in the pocket turning the ball over the fumbles things of that nature
1: yo pff said he's the best deep ball thrower in the league yeah right but like (laughs) you're like i'm watching it and i don't see it yeah man what i see is he's overthrowing slayton by 10 yards he's throwing it to the, the the team physician on the sideline out of bounds when yeah. Ingram is running, so like I don't I don't really see it. Like yo, there Slayton should have had a thousand plus yards last year if he could connect on just half the balls that he overthrew him on. So I don't really get it. And also, how many deep throws is he really making? Because a lot of the offense for the Giants was underneath to Slayton, and no, not to Slayton. Excuse me, uh, dump offs to Ingram, dump offs to Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard underneath. So, I don't know exactly if he's a guy who's airing it out that much. Do you think the sample size is too small? It might be. Yeah. It might be. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's put up or shut up now. You it's whole, a, remember, remember a couple of years ago when uh, Andrew Luck, his rookie season, they didn't win rookie of the year because he threw too many picks? But he threw the ball 50 times a game, 60 times he a threw game. Like, he had like 250 more attempts than RG3. Yeah. And the whole case was he threw less picks, RG3. Even though, And he had a lot of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Right, but he threw, like, single-digit interceptions to Andrew Luck's, like, 14. But it's like, yeah, bro, he threw 300 more times. Yeah. Obviously, if He's you, gonna do throw something, you do something 300 more times, you're going to make more mistakes. Daniel Jones,
2: ninth in the league in time to throw, sixth worst percentage, sixth worst completion percentage with ninth in the league in time to throw. That doesn't correlate. Correlation. You know me, dog, with that word. More picks than TDs last year. You have Saquon. You have Galladay, who you gave money to. You like Slayton. You have the weapons now. Is the offensive line good enough? We'll see. But I think it's put up or shut up now. And I'm fascinated to see what happens because the defense is good. Your boy Bradbury, top five corner in the mm-hmm, league. Mm-hmm. right? They bring in Jackson. right? It's there. It, the pieces are there. Now it's you know similar to a couple of other um, storylines around the NFL. These teams are putting the talent around the young quarterback. Now let's see what they got.
1: Also defensively, show love to Xavier McKinney, who was a second-round pick out of Alabama. Got hurt. Didn't play until I believe like week 11 or 12 and really made some plays with the Giants. Had the interception against Andy Dalton in the end zone to ice that game against the Cowboys at the end of the season. You get him back into the fold. A lot of people were saying was a steal of the draft last year from a defensive standpoint because he was a first-round pick, but he dropped in the second round. So, yeah, I like I – like the giants have a lot of interesting pieces that i do like i wonder if leonard williams is going to be able to duplicate what he did last year again got franchise tags so maybe another year of having a bet on himself to get paid ultimately i do think that if he has another year like what he did last year with the giants the giants are going to give him a crazy contract because they also traded Traded a third and fifth round pick to the jets So, yeah, man, it's funny that you mentioned your storyline being Daniel Jones because my player to watch is Daniel Jones. Nice. Giants finished second-to-last only behind the Jets in offense last year. Um, That's bad. 299.6 total yards of offense, 17.5 points per game. The Jets were 279.9 yards per game, 15.2 points per game. The Giants were the worst team in the nfc on offense i wonder how much of that is daniel jones how much of that is no saquon barkley how much of that is jason garrett right so vanilla man so vanilla mad like why
2: why there's so many young hot upstart coaches in the league like go get one of those guys go get a guy who you know can fucking maybe have the job for a couple of years and then go become a head coach like that's generally what you see around the nfl right yeah. the
1: young coordinators super talented and the only the only head coach that are old school offensive minds that are still like at a high level are like the elite of the elite yeah right like sean payton andy Reid. even the young guys are like mcveigh and shanahan and lafleur you know arthur smith also now in atlanta so, I think Daniel Jones, like, yo, it is put up or shut up. Look, it's his third year. He has all the weapons around him. Yeah. Last year, remember when you said Josh Allen MVP and I laughed at you? There's a lot of similarities to Daniel Jones and Josh Allen entering their third year. Nice. Stephon Diggs coming at a premier wide receiver. Galladay coming. Galladay coming. Obviously, Stephon Diggs is better than Kenny Galladay, but Kenny Galladay is not a jobber. He's a, yeah. he's a really good wide receiver. So... I think what you're seeing is you need Daniel Jones to take the next step and it doesn't even, it doesn't need him to be a top five MVP candidate. That would be best case scenario, but we need him to not have a turnover every game. Yeah. What you,
2: sorry to cut you off, but what you need to see out of Daniel Jones is by the end of the season, you have to say, this is our guy. Yeah. If you still have questions.
1: If you still have questions, you take your three first round picks, the two next year. And then the year after, and you give him Saquon Barkley to Seattle, and you take Russell Wilson. Yeah. Love Saquon, but... I mean, look, it, it turns out
2: that, you know, would you, would you, where, where would you be with Darnold? <laughs> right? That was, the, that was the thing. That was the, that was the take. Right. The and take granted, was that. we don't know. We
1: know the, the jury's not out on Darnold, but I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it seems like the best player from that draft was Quentin Nelson. It's always the O lineman, baby. It is. Um, Who's your player to watch? Kadarius Tony. Okay, a lot of Giants love from you. huh? Yeah,
2: I mean, look, I was—I mean, I was big into the draft this year, so ten, generally, I'd probably gravitate towards some of the young guys. It could have been Devonta Smith for me, either, but um, great after the catch, which is something the Giants needed. Right, um, the Jaguars were going to take him, and the Giants took him, and and I think it was Urban Meyer on the record saying like, "This kid's going to be a stud." He he, I think uh, eleven games last year. He caught seventy balls, ten touchdowns, almost a thousand yards. He also carried the ball for almost two hundred yards, and he you know eight point five yards per rush. Gadget kind of a player. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what he could do. In an impressive senior year again on the record. Jaguars wanted to take him, and he could return some kicks too. Just a Swiss Army knife, really talented. Um, pro Football Focus had him rated as like the best guy after the catch in the draft. I'm curious to see what he could do. Um, I was a fan of Kadarius Tony coming out, and and I think you know, I think they got some backlash for taking him. Am I wrong for that?
1: Yeah, because the backlash you stems, have weapons already. No, 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 no. When when you're th- when you're last in offense in your conference, you should take as much offense as you can. Right? The backlash came from the Eagles leapfrogging you to take Devontae Smith. You trading back because Devontae Smith isn't there, you make a hell of a trade because you get a first-round pick from the Bears to trade with you, and then you still take a wide receiver. So there you just draft position need more so than the player you want. He wasn't best available. You took a need as opposed to best available. Best available to who? Sure, that's fair. That's very fair. I think... That's a is- very fair point. That's a point that I always make, too. Like We're basing this all off, off what? mock drafts of people on tv he had a big year last year he's extremely productive he just reminds me a lot of tavon austin yeah because it didn't work out no but tavon austin was swiss army knife gadget player and tavon austin if he wasn't the eighth pick overall when he went probably would his career would have looked different the the perception of his career would have been completely different tony if you take him in the fifth round and he turns into the table and also you're like yo not bad for a gadget player but when you're spending a first round pick on him, bro yeah I, yeah it's a lot i got another rookie quarter rookie wide receiver we'll talk about a little bit later well, that's it we're doing team by team previews on the patreon we're doing the same concept so check out the patreon patreon.com veterans minimum to get the four teams in this division, in particular. where can they find you? I M P
2: Y seven one eight. You already know Twitter and Instagram
1: at the Lamp shows You can find me at Veterans One. You can find everything for the show, and we'll catch you guys next time.